Radio 92.7 WFNZ emanating live from the Planet Kia Studios, the best place on the planet to buy a car. Visit them at East Independence Boulevard or online at planetkianc.com. It's a 5 o'clock hour on a Friday. Uh, we got Pops back in 45 minutes. My dad makes his triumphant return to the show. Why? Because uh, racing's back. Day- Daytona 500 on Sunday. He's got your racing pick. He'll give you some college basketball picks. Uh, the Bailey Betts vis-a-vis, I'm sorry, the, base- the Bailey Betts via dad are back in 45 minutes. So um, it's also time to welcome back to the show. Long time. Charlotte sports uh, columnist, reporter, TV guy. I think he's done it all since he's been here. <laughs> WBTV yeah. sports anchor, sports director, uh, the great and powerful Nate Wimberly back in studio. What's up, buddy? I'm good. I've wrote, a, I've written a couple of columns. So yeah, I'm a columnist too. I, I figured you had. <laughs> I kind of figured you do everything. You want to get this place jumping? Like the, the, you ready to do this? Let's real do quick? it. Let's so do it. there's a few things I want to talk to you about. We're going to start with the Hornets, but um, coach Cherry, who is one of our favorite listeners here on the show, mm-hmm. one of our favorite station listeners. Um, when, when he, he does good content, on the interwebs to him. When he does something good, he'll tag me in it okay. on Instagram. Okay. And I've sent people to my Instagram account already. So I'm going to play it for you on the air. But if you want to listen to it after the fact or watch the man in action, it's on my Instagram story right now at Kyle Bailey Club. It's at Kyle Bailey CLUB. This is Coach Cherry with the hypnotized beat underneath him. Okay. Rapping about your Charlotte Hornets. Check this out. It goes hard, man. Okay. Okay. Charlotte, North Carolina. Well, Going 3 0 out the gate into the break. Somebody get me some floor seats for PJ. Brandon Miller, my rookie of the year. All star game for sure by next year. Miles Bridges said no trade. I ball out. 21 and 7 a game. He balling out. Nick Richards doing his thing with Cody Martin. Both coming through in the clutch. I beg your pardon. Have you not watched and seen the new additions? Five new acts in town like new additions. Shooting the three, Darby's baton. Gotta guard him to infinity and beyond. Cecilia Meese is so calm, dissects the defense. And Trey Mann wiggles with either hand. Both point guards can shoot it from downtown. Can't forget to mention the boys are back in town. Seth Curry and Grant Williams, I coached against them. Both been gone too long. Y'all know we missed them. Helped us win three in a row to end a mission. Just wait till we get LaMelo and Mark Williams. Nick Smith Jr., Thor, Amari Bailey. <laughs> Bryce McGowan's Mensa and Leaky. Daily work on their game and stay ready. Anytime their name is called, they stay ready. Anytime they play in the hive, gotta support it. City of Charlotte, your new look Hornets. What? What? Yep. City of Charlotte, your new look Hornets. What do you think about that, Nate Wimberly? That's that's nice, man. Isn't it? That is nice. That is nice. Um, <laughs> look at what one move has done <laughs> to this whole sports city of Charlotte, the Queen City, Buzz City, man. Come on with it, man. You got to love it, right? Oh, man, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. It was Dwayne Cherry. You know Dwayne Cherry, don't you? Yeah. I think what, former, uh, yeah, former head coach of where? Charlotte's Country Day, I believe. Not, not sure. mistaken. I, I think he's at Mallard Creek now as an assistant, if I'm not okay. mistaken. But uh, Coach Cherry, basketball coach turned rapper. Gosh. And a pretty damn good one. That was, that was sweet. But that was your, sweet. But to your point, like, that got people. I mean, the, one trade, three straight wins. One. And one everybody's trade. fired up. Like, like Actually, we're making a playoff was, run. It was two, but one day and everything. Oh, my goodness. This is ridiculous, man. But uh, maybe they've just been sitting on this. I mean, like, why? why, why I said it last week. They've been they, – we they they said they kept saying we're gonna draft we're gonna draft we're gonna you drafted well you you, you got all this talent 
but what else are you going to do with it? And, and now these uh, Plotkin and Schnall have come in and said, yeah, we're going to do something with this. We're going to turn this thing around. And kudos to them for making the move um, and, and, and at least getting this thing moving forward. I don't know how long it's going to last. Uh, but this show enough feels good after the, after the Hornets and, and the start after the Panthers and the start of this. Home, this feels good. It's just three games, man. This feels good. But you know what? I, I got to be honest though. Last week you had an epic rant mm-hmm. and I enjoyed the hell out of it, mm-hmm. but you did embolden the anti Lamelo ball crowd a little bit last week. Right? I, that's good. You think so? I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. You don't think they're being a little hard on him? Like that, some people want to trade him right now. I said that not, not right now, not right now. But I'll tell you what, when they start back next week, and he's probably going to be back next week yep. uh, against Utah, it's going to be interesting to see how this whole dynamic plays out. Because, you know, if it goes bad, or if they start playing bad, and you think they're, they're, they're irritated, let it, let, it go, let it go left next week and see what happens then. Because it's going to, this is a, it's going to be a very interesting start to the, to the second half of the season on Thursday when they go to the Jazz. I, I'm, I've been sitting here wondering, like, you know, I guess best-case scenario – Lamelo Ball, Trey Mann, they can they play together in the backcourt? What do you think? I mean, you look skeptical. They they, they could they could. Um, I don't know how this thing is going to work out, but uh, hey, look, try everything at this point. Doesn't hurt to try. No, let's, let's take a look at it. What does it look like? Um, but let me let me let me let me. Uh, I heard y'all talking about Steve Clifford. And, uh-huh. Yeah, and, that's and, where I was going to go next. I'm like, uh, I think it's just time for a, a new move. Yeah, even if it, even if it goes great. It's just time for a new move. It's something. It, they, they, keep this train rolling of newness. Newness. Now, now it, you know, I mean, how many games they got left? And I think 13. y'all were saying like 70%. Now, now, if he goes 90%, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'm setting the bar. I'm setting that bar really high. Let's not be prisoners of the moment. Y'all saw what this team was. So you want him to go 27 and 4 down the stretch? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the bar has got to be extremely high. And I do mean extremely high, folks. Because I do not want to get in those situations where we get back next year and it's like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. Like, no. Okay. No, let's keep the ball See, and, rolling. And, and the thing is, I don't have a problem with that yeah. because I thought, no matter how much I like and respect Cliff, mm-hmm. going what... going back to him at all in exactly. the first place was, oh, oh, things went wrong to have to land here, right? <laughs> they, <laughs> they went wrong. Right. So <laughs> something went wrong where you land with the guy you just fired. Exactly. Kenny Atkinson is what went wrong exactly. in that case, right? Exactly. So I, I'm not going to argue with folks that yeah. want new. Yeah. I just, I, I know he's a much better coach than what we've seen this year. You and I both know oh, that. Yes, absolutely. And I do hate it for him because all of a sudden he gets a, an influx of adults in the room. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, they look like a pro basketball team. That's his, it's what this was supposed to look like the whole time. Maybe he can coach. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's not a bumble idiot after all but we knew that we got nate wimberly in studio wbtv what'd you think of the super bowl on sunday uh it wasn't a great game at the start but it picked up and and and, and i keep telling and, and wes is always just the defense is like no the 49ers had the chance to beat those guys in the first half or get some space on them in the first half mm-hmm. and, and you gave them a pulse you gave them a pulse and you just let them hang around you let them hang around you're not going to do that with Patrick Mahomes to get away with that. And eventually, anybody could have saw this. I mean, like, Ray Charles could have saw this, and he blind and dead. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. And it, it, they just let him hang around. And lo and behold, there's that Mahomes magic. And it's like, well, you know, I'm surprised. Not. Come on now. No. Like, did you see the stat, by the way? He's seven for seven in those situations. <laughs> Fourth down, final minute, you know, need to score to, to go ahead. Trailing, but you need to score to go ahead. Brady's only 46% in his career. 
Breeze is 50%. Patrick Mahomes is 100%. Seven for seven. And those, I mean, he's just that good. That's who he is. Now, in the interest of time, let's go here. Because you mentioned our guy, Wes Bryant. Yeah. Uh, he and I were chatting about this yesterday. I, I don't know. I wasn't stunned because I had heard the rumblings. Mm. But Steve Wilkes out in San Francisco. You want to talk about a crappy run for that guy. I mean, fired after a year in San Francisco, didn't get the job here last year. I mean, screwed by Arizona. Arizona yeah. Uh, you know, they had a good defense in Cleveland, but that go that coach got fired when he was up there. So I mean I, I don't I can't get it. I you, I, I, I don't get it. All right, so tell me what you think then. I, I don't get it. I, I I don't know if it's got anything to do with him suing the league. I, I just don't know. It's how can it just be this bad for him to to be on the team or to be in, uh, in charge of a defense that went to the Super Bowl? Yeah. It didn't look good against Green Bay in the start. Didn't look good against Detroit in the start. But they still want. They made the adjustments. Yeah, Detroit was gashing them in the first half running the ball. They made adjustments and shut them down in the second. I thought it was all about the ability to make adjustments and things of that nature. He did that stuff. He held Kansas City to three points in the first half. Like, come on, what, what, really? Two touchdowns and thirteen possessions. I'm, right. All, all, four, the, the team was fourth in defensive DVOA this year. Um, I mean, you can point to other things. They yeah. gave up 140, 49 yards a game rushing in the playoffs. That's yeah, not good. It's not. And I mean, Steve, when he took over the job last year, he did say, Hey, I'm taking over the number one defense. There's only one direction that this defense can go now. And that's down. Yeah. Um, so that, that's tough. There's no doubt about that. Is a bum says Wilkes has it bad. Does he rub people the wrong way? I bring that up because Trey Boston, I, I saw WBTV was posting yeah. about this the other yeah. day. Trey Boston said the guy's got a target on mm -hmm. his back. He said, uh, not one player who's played for this man has had anything bad to say about him as a man, his coaching, nor his schemes. But, you know, is con Trey's convinced that Wilkes has a target on his back. I kind of agree with that. I mean, it, it just looks that way. That That's the appearance of this whole thing. It's like, man, we've been around Steve Wilkes long enough to know. Just even for – we're not in the locker rooms and the meeting rooms with him, but we've been in press conferences with him. He's not – come on, he's not that dude that's going to rub people the wrong way. He, he He's a man about stuff. He's going – he's manufactural. I mean, and that's why players love him. He's cutting. It's either this or that. You either get it done or you don't get it done. If we don't get it done, we're not going to be successful. He's not. He is just a straight lay, straightforward guy. He's not rubbing anybody wrong. Is, and I agree with Trey. There's something. To, he's got a target on his back. Clearly, clearly. I just look. I understand that that fit is a thing in the NFL. Yes. I also think that fit is something that usually gets hashed out ahead of time when you're interviewing somebody, and well, you would think anyway. And and look, you mm. get to the Super Bowl if if they win that game, he's still got a job. Yes. All right. So you you don't even want to figure it out with him. And and now now they're going to what Brandon Staley. <laughs> you're going to Brandon Staley. I mean, that's one of the yeah. one of the latest rumblings is that yeah, they're going to replace I, him with Brandon Staley. Yeah. That, Good that, luck with that. That really makes no sense. Good I, luck I with just that. cannot figure this out uh, at all. I'm at with all. you. Did you uh, side note too here? I love this. I saw the, the headline pop up this morning that there's at least one sports agency telling NFL draft prospects to skip the cognition exams. I saw that. Like the S2? Yeah. I, after what? I mean, C.J. Stroud, the year he just had, had to have put S2 cognition out of business. They're done. They're cooked. It's, it's a wrap. It is a wrap. How could you take them seriously ever again? You can't. You can't. And, oh, and we I'm, got the new improved version. This one will work better. And, and I, I'll raise my hand and say I was one of those guys last year that's like, hey, every team from every division in the or one team from every division in the NFL works with S two. Mm -hmm. They've been around a number of years. Um, you know, they have some. They have a lot of data now. And their claim was, hey, we can't guarantee you who's going to be great, but we can tell you who's going to be a bust.
<laughs> that was their claim last year. And so they said, hey, lots of guys scored high that haven't gone on to superstardom. Um, so we can't tell you who's going to be the next Patrick Mahomes necessarily, but we can take these test scores. And if somebody bombs it, we can tell you that that's not the guy. Well, CJ apparently bombed the test and look at it. <laughs> That's so, crazy. so who's ever buying the S2 cognition test? Again? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, their slogan. Yeah, that slogan was terrible. I mean, between the league <laughs> scores last year in the first place and, and now all of that, it's it's not good for them moving it's, forward. It's it, not. And, and and I hope the Panthers didn't use that as one of their uh, prerequisites of not picking him. They did. <laughs> oh, my God. They absolutely factored oh it in. Oh, my God. They absolutely factored. 100% they factored in mm. the S2 cognition test. There's no doubt about it. I, I For a fact, yes, they... They factored that in as part of the decision-making. They had to. They did. And it's, oh, my God. All right. Well, what else you got going on this weekend? Ooh. Well, we just did a third edition of the point after we had Boomer, from Chris Berman from ESPN on today. Uh, blessed us with a, with some, 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 some whoop and all that did stuff he? today. So, How yeah, was that? It, it was great. He was at, had a great conversation with him. We talked about the uh, Daytona 500 since your pops is, is coming in. Yeah, who you uh, like? You know what? I'm, I'm going Chase Elliott to win the 500 and to win the championship in a bounce back year. What I'm talking about? And especially with Hendrick having this historic season, you know, I just think Chase Elliott is going to be a man possessed. There's a lot of Chase Elliott slander at the end of last year. Yeah, I didn't appreciate it. Absolutely. I didn't absolutely. appreciate it. Well, absolutely. I know you got to get on TV, so yep. we'll let you get out of here. You look good today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good to see you. Uh, good to see you guys. There you go. Hey, yeah. you don't have to talk about the Hornets today, but now is the time. Now they get good and it's on the All-Star break. What the <laughs> bleep? That's the most Charlotte thing right there. Come on, man. Good to see you, buddy. You Nate too. Wimberly, WBTV in studio every Friday. we got more to get to. We'll talk about Panthers free agents next. Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Join the Mac and Bone Show Monday. We're Macless. Flounder and I will hold it down. What? A first-class operation indeed. Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. It got to be the boobs. No boob gooping in the dime bag snake skin. WFNZ, where occasionally we too are new boot goofing. Uh, 704 hit us up on, I didn't even finish the number, 704-570-9610. Getting ahead of myself. Let's talk a little Panthers free agency. Uh, big thanks to Nate Wimberly for joining us in studio. It has been a long week. I, I've, I've gotten names wrong today. I've said things backward. Um, you, you can tell I'm a little sleep deprived today, Smoke. I'm sorry about that. Thank you for putting up with me. I appreciate you. Well, it's okay, Kyle. It's I know, fine. I know. But I, I woke up this morning at about 4 to find out that, you know, we had no power and that, like, you know, 5,000 people in the area also without power. And so it's been a long day for yours truly. So I apologize for the uh, the number of, well, the larger than usual number of slip-ups today. Well, I mean, you have three kids and I have zero. So I don't know how one? it's like. No, not ready. <laughs> you want to borrow one? No, I'm not ready for that <laughs> stuff. Practice, man. I got enough on my hands. Anyway. I'd like to have a girlfriend first. There you go. Start there. That's a good plan. Uh, big thanks for, to Nate Wimberly for stopping by and hanging out with us. He, he gave his thoughts on the uh, Steve Wilkes firing at San Francisco. Uh, real quick, Lewis Riddick of ESPN weighed in on that on Wednesday. Look, when you lose a Super Bowl in the manner in which they did, when you lose, when you lose to one of the great quarterbacks of all time, in overtime on a final drive where there were some there were some pretty egregious you know assignment errors that not, that not only happened on that drive but it happened at other points in time you know in that football game defensively and there were some 
quite honestly, there were some critical errors that happened offensively as well. Somebody is going to lose something. You can't just leave everything status quo. There's going to be a change in some way, shape, or form. This is the business that we have. These are the results that we're faced with, or rather, this is the news that we're faced with. Steve Wilkes, you've been deemed as being expendable and the reason why we're not quite, quite honestly reaching our goals. And that's quite unfortunate. I'd love to know exactly what was happening behind the scenes there with that one. Yep, same thing there at the end. Would love to know exactly what's been happening behind the scenes right there with Steve Wilkes. However, we don't have time. We talked about that already. We'll move on unless something else comes out. Real quick, we have an update, an unfortunate update from the Genesis Invitational Day 2, y'all. And this is why I said I've come to peace with Tiger being Tiger at this stage in his life. Because Tiger just withdrew in round two. Had to be carted off the course. He hit his tee shot on the par 4 7th and then was seen being carted off by a tour official PGA Tour in-booth rules official Mark Dusbebeck said on Golf Channel's broadcast that initial reports had Woods withdrawing because of quote-unquote illness. I believe that's all we know at this point, but he opened his uh, his weekend 1 over 71. Yesterday was 1 over 71 in his second round, 1 over in his second round, having made one birdie, two bogeys through six holes. He was two over for the tournament and outside the cut line at the time with the top 50 players and those within 10 shots of the lead advancing. So uh, he's also, by the way, the tournament host of the Genesis Invitational. Uh, gave himself a sponsor exemption into this event at Riviera. So it was his first PGA Tour start since withdrawing ahead of the third round of the 2023 Masters, after which he underwent ankle surgery um, hasn't completed four rounds of a PGA tour event since last year's Genesis Invitational where he tied for 45th made just six tour starts since the beginning of 2022 with three withdrawals and one missed cut so Tiger has withdrawn day two of the Genesis Invitational he's the host of it and uh, he will play no more so I, I think this is just what we get used to at this point right we just expect it he, he can't his body's not going to let him hold up his body's not going to let him play competitive golf for all four days, most of the time. He just can't do it. Too much of a broken body, too much training, overtraining, probably you know more than just that. But Tiger's withdrawn from the Genesis Invitational. 704-570-9610. Now back to the Panthers. I asked you a little while ago, your preferred free agent pickup. Your preferred free agent pickup for the Carolina Panthers. Wanted to see what people would say. I got a lot of wide receivers. A lot of Mike Evans love coming in on the text line. It seems like he's probably going to stay. I don't know if you heard. There was an audio leaked on Up and Adams during uh, Radio Row weekend at uh, the Super Bowl. Baker essentially confirmed, I forget who he was talking to, as was a former quarterback, that, yeah, I'm staying too, and we're probably going to get some of the guys back together. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're Baker, you're doing everything you can, right? You're doing everything you can to get Mike Evans and Chris Godwin to make sure you're sticking around for that. Now, Godwin's staying regardless, but... You know, you want Mike Evans. You need Mike Evans. There was some thought that Evans could come here and follow Dave Canales because Evans was one of those just glowing about Dave Canales at the end of the season. But I, I never thought that he'd leave Tampa for a division rival. No, I mean, it's the place he spent his whole career. He's been there for 10 years. It was Jason Light's first draft pick. Wow. I, 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 I that one out of the park. Well, yeah, I, I would. I didn't even remember that until I read it a couple of months ago, but I mean, it was his first draft pick. In Tampa. So I, I don't think I understand. It's a great answer. If you say Mike Evans, I just think in terms of probability, he's, pr he's likely at the bottom of the list. So then I got a few more coming in. 
Now, T. Higgins, latest reporting is he's getting the franchise tag. I think they're going to go one more year and try in Cincinnati. That's what it sounds like. I, I think- mean, but, but other teams want him too. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Like I, I saw something this morning that you know the Patriots really want T. Higgins. Right. Uh, who else? There was another team. Tennessee, maybe. Titans really want T. Higgins. Callahan, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think they're going to keep him. Now, uh, Jamar Chase is going to chew up most of the salary cap at that position. Hell, he answered the question that way a couple of months ago, right? I forget exactly what the question was. Uh, something about T. Higgins, but I, I think the way Jamar Chase responded was, you know, it depends on how much I get. depends on how much I take up. They're probably going to tag him, get one more year out of Higgins. I think he's – so if he's off the table, I, who are you looking at for wide receivers, free agents? Who fits the bill? Who would you prioritize? Because I, I, while you consider that for a second, I would also say I'm not so sure this team doesn't need like three wide receivers this offseason. Yeah. So how are you going to go get them all? You're probably going to draft one. At least one. Right? You're going to draft at least one. So I'm thinking you got to sign two, two wide receivers in free agency. Mm-hmm. Now, there's already already an issue of limited cap space. We have discussed Brian Burns. And, and he really is the linchpin for this cap space discussion, right? Because the franchise tag does make some sense for Brian Burns. On the other hand, though, you franchise tag him, it's all going against your cap. Which means you've got then very, very little money, relatively speaking, to make a dent in free agency. Especially when you're trying to sign Frankie Louvu as well. So you'd ha- I believe there's got to be an effort behind the scenes right now with Dan Morgan and Brian Burns people to get a deal done. Or at the very least, he's trying to get everyone uh, wrangled up that has a big contract take prime example being Taylor. We're not even there yet. No, no, we're not even there yet. Let's start with Brian Burns. Yes. 100% what you said. There's two candidates for that, but you got to start with Burns. You have to try to get a deal done with Burns. I think right around combine week have to. Yeah. Because if not, it makes it reduces your flexibility from a financial standpoint significantly unless, you know, Brant Tillis comes in here and that guy just gets to work, right? Restructuring Taylor Moten's $29 million. 29? Yeah. Yeah, 29 due this year. It's like 29 and a half. That's a massive number for a right tackle, right? So $29 million due to Taylor Moten this year. At least he's good. I, I, th- I think we all, yeah, reliable, good. I think we all expect that one to be restructured. Yeah. It's got to be. Dante Jackson is set to make $15 million this year. What's his dead cap? Mm, you had to ask me. Sorry. You had to put me on the spot. You know I'm having a bad day. I can't say words or remember anything as it is today. And you got to put me on the spot like that. I'm pulling it up. But while we talk about it, yes, has to be done. These things have to be done. Have to be. Uh, dead cap hit, 2024, 9.7. <laughs> but but to, to be fair, they don't have nearly as much dead cap as they did a couple of years ago. No, they don't. They don't. And and you can there are a couple of things you can do. You can you can restructure. You can move off a couple of guys if you want to. They're not going to be big big spenders, but they have to find a way to maintain enough cap space to get what they need 
in some combination of the wide receiver and offensive line position. And, and here's the thing. That's why I'm going with Calvin Ridley because I don't think he'll get paid as much as Michael Pittman. Right. I think you go two. There's two wide receivers. I've been a fan of one specifically for a long time. I've compared him to being the modern-day version of Jake Reed in some cases. Not as good as Jake was in his prime. But I go Calvin Ridley, and I also go with Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd is still relatively young, considering how long he's been in the NFL. He's not 30 yet. He's been a solid wide receiver that's been consistently solid for the Bengals for seven to eight years. And if, if you don't remember Tyler Boyd, he was with the uh, Pittsburgh when Nathan Peterman was the quarterback and um, uh, James Conner. Yep. yep. So, yep. yeah, he was a good wide receiver. Quadra Henderson was also with him as well. He's been a good receiver, possession type receiver, also pretty big body. I think he could get, you could get him for relatively cheap and would be a veteran piece into this locker room. I don't think he could hurt. Here's also an off the wall. I also think they might need to try to get a veteran pass rusher to bring in. Oh, I think they have to. Yeah, like prime, there's some pretty solid veteran guys just to bring in for locker room guidance. Zadarius Smith, longtime Packers edge rusher who was with Cleveland this past year. Also wouldn't mind if you go after a Danico Autry. He just got over 10 sacks. He's from Albemarle, been a veteran in the NFL for a while. I don't think he could go wrong with that. But here, if you're going to splurge, I actually wouldn't mind you splurging at cornerback. Whoa. What? what? What's been the biggest problem with cornerbacks here recent years is availability. There's a couple of guys that you could get in here to bring in that could bring you some availability. Can, Can I ask you a question before you say any names? Are you, are you assuming that Troy Hill's out the door? Because I, I think they got to bring him back. Well, no. But I also CJ Henderson's like, gone too. Yeah, CJ's gone. I wouldn't be shocked maybe if they cut ties with Dante. Maybe. So if you I looked again on Spot Track or Spot Track. If you if you were to release Dante Jackson after June one, it's only a five million dollar dead cap hit. They'll do that. They could do that. They might do that. They might do that. Because I think it's five point one in dead cap. But if my math is right, it looks like it saves you about 10? 7 to 10? That's where I'm thinking some of that money comes from. So you restructure Moten. Could post June 1st. Dante. You could post June 1st, let go of Dante. If you're looking to clear up space. And there's two corners specifically that I'm looking at. But here's at. my question. I don't mean to cut you. How do you do that, though, not knowing, A, if JC can make it through a season? And B, not knowing what's behind. I mean, you're letting C.J. Henderson go, right? Mm-hmm. We're thinking they bring back Troy Hill. I would. Yeah. Then what? Here's what I'm saying. What Two of these corners, both of these corners, uh, one specifically has been healthy throughout their career. One is Legereus Sneed, who I saw Mike K mention okay. earlier in the week from Kansas City. He's been a key player on that defense, part of that young defense. And a guy who's a veteran but is still relatively young for his age and has been healthy and damn near elite but has been underrated because he's been on a mediocre football team, Kendall Fuller. Let's go. Oh, now you like it, huh? <laughs> See, I still remember my friend Barrett Myers, which, by the way, what's up, Barrett? He was mad when they drafted James Bradbury. He called him James Blueberry to the day he got let go here. Okay. And he wanted Kendall Fuller bad. But what is Kendall Fuller's been amazing at Washington. It's just no one cares because he's playing for Washington. Right. Like, you go look at the advanced metrics, any type of metrics. Kendall Fuller's at. a tremendous football player. Yes. And he's been like that from day one. And he's been healthy healthy he's only missed about five to seven games within the last three years at the most mm -hmm. he's still 28 29 years old jc Horn, I, I love, you know what you just won me over i love that idea i love that idea 
Wolfpack, hey, Wolfpack James loves your idea. He says he loves the idea of Snead, and then he says twice I agree with Smoke. I think cornerback is more important than edge. Hold, now, you hold on. Can, how is cornerback more no, important I, than edge, I, I though? Can't, I can't go that I don't think that it's more important than edge on any team, especially not, even this team. Because especially if you're keeping Brian Burns. Well, I don't know if that's the right way to frame it. If you're letting Brian Burns go, you have no edge rushers. And, he, and if you're keeping Brian Burns, we've already seen that he needs actual help opposite him. On top of it being a more valuable position. Hopefully they can bring back Etor because Etor actually did some pretty solid stuff, but I don't want him to be a starting edge rusher. Here's an idea. I also think, and I'm going to probably blow some minds here, I wouldn't mind if they take a linebacker in the third round. If it's the right one. There's only one guy I take in the third round that's a linebacker because I feel like you do need some depth, especially with Shaq coming off a serious injury. You know, Frankie Louvu, hopefully they can get that wrapped up, but there is one guy specifically that I'll take in the third round at linebacker. And he's my draft crush for this year. Mm. And this should not shock you. Peyton Wilson. You do love Peyton Wilson. And what did Dan Morgan say? He wants some dogs. Last time I checked, that guy is a certified 100% pit bull. But, but here's my thing. Can you get Peyton Wilson later in the draft because of his draft, his injury history? Maybe. Okay. Maybe if he falls, hopefully he can fall I think you floor. might be able to get Peyton Wilson in the fifth round. But damn it, Dan, I know you want that guy. I think you're getting Peyton Wilson on day three. And it's not because I don't think Peyton Wilson can play. It's that I know one of the big concerns about him is the, the, the injury yeah, history. Yeah, understandably. But, oh, man, Peyton Wilson and that black and blue. <laughs> I mean, for, for a Duke-Notre Dame guy, you do love Peyton Wilson a that lot. Guy. You love him a lot. And, I, I mean, I get it. He's a hard-nosed, hard-edged dog of a football player. Uh, but I, I think he's a day three type guy because of the injuries that he's been through. Because he's making the step up to the NFL. We think the injuries are going to get better in the NFL? No. So no, so I'm not I'm not I'm not opposed to bringing him in. I, I just wouldn't go with a day two pick. Seven oh four five seven oh ninety six ten. Uh questions about uh what kind of salary Kendall Fuller would command from Panther Cliff. I'd have to look. I'll try to pull that well, up during the break. Since he's closer to thirty, I don't think it'll be as much. Right. Well, let's do this. Let, let's go to the look, we'll check the headlines. We'll come back. We'll talk about this in the final segment. Let's let's go to smoke on the headlines. What you got over there? All right. Well, things have been going perfect for C.J. Stroud. Unfortunately, now maybe things are starting to go bad because at last night's celebrity softball game for uh, in the Houston area, C.J. Stroud was seen leaving with famous rapper and model Amber Rose. Oh, Bryce is going to have a way better second season than C.J. Is that a real thing? They were leaving, and they were looking like they were getting in the same car, putting stuff up after uh, the softball game. Now, I don't know a lot about Amber Rose. I know she was a model. Wasn't she in a Kanye video? She was dating Kanye at one point. I knew that, but I'm talking about in terms of what she does for a living. What makes her fame? Like, she's not famous simply for dating Kanye, right? I wouldn't think. She's got assets. <laughs> you know... You're learning. But yeah, okay, so if I Google who is Amber Rose, it comes up an American model, rapper, and television personality. Good luck and Godspeed, CJ Stroud. What else you got? All right, we're starting to see uh, some MLB free agents, which is probably the most frustrating of all free agencies in sports, get signed. Whit Merrifield just signed a one-year, $8 million contract with the Philadelphia Phillies, still going ring hunting for the veteran. You didn't say that right. North Carolina's own Whit Merrifield. Fair enough. You didn't say it right. That's also all. been a very underrated player in his day and age in the MLB. And finally, I want to remind everyone that 
Uh, last night was the duels at Daytona. The races was won by Tyler Reddick winning the first one and Christopher Bell winning the second one. Both of the winners did not lead all but one lap together. They all made the pass on the final lap. Big news, though. Some big names are going to be on the back of the field. Ryan Blaney's in the back of the field. Uh, Kyle Busch, I believe, is going to be in the back of the field due to some of the big ones there. So, also, three Daytona 500 winners got involved in the wreck in the first duel. But Jimmy Johnson made the event. That's going to be very interesting, Kyle. If they can get the race in on Sunday, which, by the way, all of your NASCAR updates are brought to you by Dell Earnhardt Chevrolet off of Highway 16 in Newton. Or you can visit them online at DellEarnhardtChevy.com and get yourself a nice new Chevy just in time for the Daytona 500. How about that? We'll come back. We will uh, not only wrap up the show, but we do it in grand fashion. My dad is back. Randy joins us next for the Bailey Betts picks for the weekend. He's got his NASCAR picks and college hoops. We'll get to it all next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Coming up Monday on the Mac and Bone Show, did the Daytona 500 take place? And if it did, who picked up a crown jewel win? Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. track to bring in our next guest as we wrap up the show here on a friday this is this man this man is the reason i know every word to every skinnered song every written dad is back on the body works plus guest hotline randy's back with us to talk about his picks for the weekend daytona returning all of it and it's good to have him back dad how are you this week oh i'm fine i was just gonna say you know you couldn't have brought me back to, to the any better than the greatest rock and roll band that ever lived. <laughs> See, Smoke, I didn't even need to ask me. Smoke had it ready for you, but I, I'm glad you said that there at the end because we've had debates about music on the show, and I've gotten some side eye when I've said I'm not a huge Pink Floyd or Led Zeppelin guy. I don't dislike them, but you know that right there, what he said, Smoke, the greatest rock and roll band of all time. That is how I was raised, and so that's why I am the way that I am. But uh, it's good to have you back. And uh, speaking of, I guess, kind of Daytona on, on Sunday. You, you excited? You, you pumped up? Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I'm being an old man, you know, like Mike Joy smoke. Uh, I'm a little, I'm a little down about the rain, maybe, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I I was really excited with Chase last night. I thought I thought he uh, thought he had a chance to win that race, but uh, you know, it's restrictor plate. That's true. All right, now Nate Wimberly just came in here a couple of minutes ago and said he thinks. He's picking Chase to win Daytona, and he's picking him to be the Cup Series champion this year in a bounce-back year. I, I bet you're not going to put up a fight on that. No, well, I, I'm not picking him to win Daytona. I, I'd love – I think if I had a third pick, I would pick Chase, but uh, I think he's going to have a bounce-back year. I think that they were embarrassed last year. I think the uh, the accident, uh, the suspension and everything, I, I look for him to come back strong. I look for him to be in that Final Four at uh, – or is it Phoenix? Yeah. All right. So you, so one, two t on Sunday is then who again? Who you got? I'm I'm going to go with the guy that's uh, sitting on the outside of the front row. I think Michael McDowell's got a really, really good chance to win this race. And I, I'm going to pick Blaney to finish second. Wait, so you just predicted Michael McDowell becomes two-time Daytona 500 champion, Michael McDowell? 
I absolutely, I absolutely did. I don't, I don't know that he can win with the equipment he has. I don't know that he can win anywhere but on a restrictor track uh, track. So I think he has a really good car, and I think I look for him to win this race. All right. So McDowell won, and who two again? Blaney. Blaney. All right. McDowell, Blaney. Smoke your thoughts real quick. It's a good pick, uh, Michael McDowell. It's either road courses or super speedways. He's going to be a threat, and Blaney has finished second at least twice at Daytona for the 500. So, I mean, he's also a, a, probably a guy you want to go, but he's also going to have to go to a backup car after yesterday's hard wreck in duel number two. Okay. All right. Uh, so we got those picks in. We got McDowell Blaney 1-2 at uh, the Great American Race. What else you got? Any, any college basketball picks? Oh, yeah. I got a couple for you. I got uh, Florida State beating Duke tomorrow, 77-74. Okay. Smoke, that hurts. I I'm sorry. It's Florida State. Florida They've done it. Yeah, Florida State has the length and the athletes to play with Duke, so uh, I look for uh, Florida State to pull the upset. Right, Florida State. And I've also got I got Clemson beating North Carolina State 84-72. to And I'm going to say this, and people can get mad if they want to. Both these coaches may not be here next year. I, if they don't make the tournament, I think both these coaches are gone. Yeah. So. Well... The Keats thing I wouldn't I don't think is a shock. Clemson fans feel like they'll never be rid of Brad Brownell. They well, don't, I mean, don't believe you. What what's he ever done? I mean what's he ever won? <laughs> he's in the Sweet Sixteen a couple of years ago. Well my gosh, there's been lots of people make sweet sixteen, but uh <laughs> I mean they start out like a ball of fire every year and then the next thing you know they lose four or five in a row. All right, so Florida State over Duke, Clemson over State, right? Right. And also, I would just like to add this. Rick Allen, who does the racing for NBC, couldn't carry Mike Joy's jock. <laughs> Good Lord. Wow, Dad. You're coming in here with a blowtorch. I don't even know him. Oh, well, I, just, I love Mike Joy. I mean, if I'm looking I like Mike Squire, Joy. I love Squire, and I like Bob Jenkins. I'm not a big Rick Allen fan. He sounds like a robot. So uh, I said what I said. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm kind of glad you didn't pick the the, the Virginia Tech-Carolina game tomorrow. Um, uh, God, I wanted to, but I just – I, you know, I want them to beat North Carolina. But uh, I just think with Baycock inside, I, I just – I don't know. It's it's going to be a tough one. All right. But I, I like your picks. I, I think well, you're getting some good feedback on the text line right now. Wolfpack fans aren't even mad at you. Um, Wolfpack – three straight. Wolfpack James says, I ain't mad about it. I'll take Pat Kelsey. Uh, 704 number said, I hate to say it because I'm a state fan, but I agree with your dad. Wolfpack Bill said, KB, your dad is very intelligent. So, all right. So you, you've made hey. the, all right. And I want to say one thing. All right. I said just like there are about five of them. Now I can say it's seven. I have the prettiest seven grandchildren in the world. How so about the, Okay. There you go. There you go. That's the way you walk off this segment. I, I got to go. I appreciate you. I'll talk to you next week. All right, bud. All right, there you go. Dad with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline wrapping up the week. We're bringing it back every Friday. I took some heat for that. KB, where's your dad been? I mean, he gets busy, too. We try to do every Friday, and then we look up, and we haven't done like three of them. But well, he, he's, he's back on Fridays because he's got a big fan base here. All right, Randy's in. He's got McDowell Blaney, 1-2 at Daytona. Florida State beating Duke. Uh, Clemson over State. And uh, I think that was it. Those were his picks. Take them, leave them, do what you want. We got to go. 
Had a, had a lot of fun this week. We appreciate you being with us. Let's tip our caps and get out of here. Smoke what you got. Tip my cap to Kevin Harvick. Strong debut in the booth. Can't wait for him to hopefully do it on Sunday as well. Too. I'm going to tip my cap to Smoke for putting up with me today. I was a little slow. Uh, we're back on Monday. Looking forward to it. Until then, I said forward. See, I told you I was slow today. Looking forward to it. Until then, for Smoke Ludwig, I'm Kyle Bailey. This is Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You're going to be dead in 100 years anyway. Live dangerously.